And I forgot to hit on something that I just yeah. don't want to pass up because yeah. I think it's so important. And it, it kind of falls under the, the give first section. Mm-hmm. And we we did a, an episode on taxes. I think we did another one. Oh, that's good on, with foster families. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so with, with, with fostering, it's, there's, there are so many organizations out there, Christian family care being, being one of them mm-hmm. that, uh, we give to mm-hmm. that is it's free money back through, sure, right. th- through the state of Arizona. So we're, we live in Arizona through the state of Arizona. They have a collection of agencies that we can give money to. And we're going to, we're basically choosing where our Arizona taxes are going. Mm. Right. And, and so that's, that's a big one on giving. Plus it allows us to, uh, to alleviate some of our tax burden at the end of the year, which I'm not, right. A huge tax nerd, but my dad is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's and an that's ac- who that he's episode was with. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I have learned a lot of different things uh, throughout the years as far as uh, you know, giving more. It, it helps in in the long. It helps your finances in the long run yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we make it. We make sure that we max out um, everything we can on the foster credit. Sure. So we, uh, you know, give into the, those different organizations and, and, and utilizing some of those tools as well that the state has put in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, just budgeting, I think for anything, time, money, mm-hmm. whatever, like mm-hmm. a yes is a no to something else and a no is a yes to something else. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. so for us, we haven't always been good with our finances. And that has caused seasons of stress where mm-hmm. we're like, oh no, we just ran out of toilet paper, but <laughs> can we buy toilet paper? And it's just, you know, I think something that you learn, hopefully you learn along the way. And we've tried not to be credit card rats yeah. and we have fallen into that in different seasons as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just recognizing like we don't live extravagantly so that we can not be stressed, yeah. you know? And yes. so... Um, so Chris does have a budget. He, mm-hmm. we have a zero budget. Is that what it's Yeah, called? it's a zero budget. So ba- basically a hundred percent, I'm accounting for a hundred percent of the, whether it's going to savings right. exactly. or investing. Everything has a place where it goes. Everything has exactly. a place. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's good. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm very old school, but for mm-hmm. me, it's, there are, there are plenty of apps out there that you can download that mm-hmm. does everything for you. I like to input the numbers myself, which, it is, hurts. which is a little crazy, but then That's I true. am looking at like, Hey, you know, this, you know, $5 and 30. And I, I don't want to use the, uh, the whole Frappuccino thing or whatever, but, um, even the little expenses, cause yeah. I think it's okay to go and get a coffee. Right. If you want to get a coffee, if that's part of your routine, right. but knowing that, Hey, I'm spending this much mm-hmm. every month in this area, online gaming or wh- whatever it is yeah. to now know that, okay, I, I probably need to step back a little bit from that mm-hmm. to help us have more in this area. Exactly. And so, you know, things like our kids don't really play sports. We have one daughter who happens to be pretty good at we, soccer, but we she have plays- mathletes. We do have mathletes and that's free. Um, But you know, one of our kids plays soccer, but Mm -hmm. she also has to pay for half of it. If she wants to play Mm -hmm. and soccer registration is 140 bucks, then Mm -hmm. she has to pay $70 of that. And we give the kids a budget because there was a point where they were like, Ooh, I want to join drama club at school. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we're like, that's like $400. Like we're not made of money here. And we don't put that burden on the kids. Like, Oh, we can't afford that. Like that's not something they need to hear, but it's more of, 
okay, you're responsible for this as well. That yeah, means right. you are committed to it. You're going to go to it. You're mm-hmm. going to have a good attitude about it and you have to pay something. Like, mm-hmm. is this something you actually want to invest your money mm-hmm. and your time in? And if the answer is no, then why do you want to take our, our money mm-hmm. and our time? Cause we have to yeah. drive you and pick you up and all of those things. Yeah. So uh, a big deal for us is eating dinner together as a mm-hmm. family. And if you read any parenting books and we read a million parenting books, all of them say, man, eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not go out and buy this and you have to vacation in Hawaii in order to be a, a family that sticks together. No, it's eat dinner together. They say like three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting because that actually is a stretch for a lot of people. Yeah. And of course tough. we've mm-hmm. had seasons where Chris has worked at night because mm-hmm. of his day job or night job sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but then you switch it. Then we eat breakfast together as a family and we look at each other in the Uh eyes and we, we talk and we say, Hey, what were your highs and lows today? And give everyone a chance to connect a chance to talk and have voice at the table. Um, but those things aren't expensive to do. And I think it's easy to overthink, Oh man, as a family, what are we supposed to do? What are the Mm -hmm. things that have made that other family successful? And for us, it's our time. And Mm so making sure we're not just spending a ton of money on making sure the kids are super great athletes and super great Mm -hmm. at X, Y, Z. We just want to be a successful family and we Mm -hmm. want our kids to feel uh, at home and welcome where they're at. And obviously as a foster family for the longest time, it wasn't possible to just do a million different things because then we'd also have appointments and caseworkers Mm -hmm. and GALs coming to the house. And so, but it was a good trade-off for us. You know, the no to sports was yes to family time Mm -hmm. and being together. Um, And so just kind of figuring out what does that look like? And obviously financially, Mm -hmm. you know, a yes to a coffee out every day is going to be a no to maybe family vacations, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I would say there was again, seasons where we didn't vacation cause we didn't like make it a priority, yeah. uh, in our budget line and also in our timeline. Yeah. But we recently, um, for spring break, we went to the great wolf lodge, which is here in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And it was very expensive for yeah. the nine of us to sleep comfortably. Yeah. So we got like one of their major rooms. It was sure. honestly like over $900, yeah. Yeah. which for one night, you're like, we're spending $900 on a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. But admittedly, there was even room for two more people to sleep. So yeah. that's kind of Great. impressive. But for us, it was like the perfect vacation for a family of nine because mm-hmm. wow. it was two full days of water park, just like eating go out. hard. Yeah. And then... And then we were done and we went home and everyone felt refreshed. We felt connected. We made some great memories Mm -hmm. and it was over. And And that mm -hmm. was great. And we've done Mm -hmm. it more like longer, prolonged, extravagant things. And coming back from that, the kids were all like out of sorts. And, but they all, all were online with, Hey, this was the best vacation. Right. Yes. They loved it. We played hard. Um, and it, it's also important that, especially coming off 2020, mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. vacations were a hiatus, finding opportunities to still uh, get away with your family. Mm-hmm. And you can do that on a budget. You don't have to spend $900 totally. in a day. Yeah. We, yeah. We've done uh, plenty of things where we've gone up north and we've, we've yeah. stayed in somebody's cabin, right. for which is, was free to us. Right. And, and now we're just paying for food mm-hmm. and, right. and there's, there's things like that available. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even like going on bike rides, like mm-hmm. anything for us, yeah. looks like an event. Yeah. Like <laughs> we are going hiking, everyone get your waters and yeah, get, you cool. know, get in the van. But those things, <laughs> I think our kids love that. Like mm-hmm. 
it's an experience. We're going out. We're doing something together. We're not just sitting in front of a screen. Mm -hmm. We're making memories together. We're exercising. We're getting fresh air. There's mm -hmm. just all of these great benefits. And even like going for bike rides around our neighborhood. We got free bikes this last Christmas from mm -hmm. Arizona Helping Hands, I want to say. Um, but it was amazing. Like we just were part of it. I think it's like $70, $75 for a couple for was the it year. Helping Hands or Friends of Foster Children? Or Friends of Foster. Yeah. yeah. We'll tell you and you can put in your show notes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it was great. I mean, for us to have a bicycle, like a good functioning bicycle for each one of our kids, all seven of our kids, they all have bikes. And now Chris mm -hmm. and I have bikes too. Perfect. And so our house looks like a weird bike garage. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I bought two, I had to buy two bike, bike racks, racks not, not yeah. just one. I yeah. had to get two and put them together. It's so funny, but <laughs> like- How do you transport that? Yeah, oh, you have a 15 passenger van. That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but small things like that. There are just so many things out there for your family, whether it's big or small. Mm -hmm. And just being intentional about like, what does, what's yes. important to us? And so mm -hmm. uh, friends of ours long time ago said, you know, like, what do you want your children to become? And I think we joked that we didn't want them to be like punks and, yeah. uh, you know, menaces to society. And they're like, okay, <laughs> one, that's very negative, mm -hmm. but two, like it's too far reaching a net of mm -hmm. like what you don't want your kids to become. Oh, but if you it. have a target, it's small, it's like, precise. What do you actually want them to be? And so they told us, you know, uh, like CEOs and leaders mm -hmm. in this world, three of their common traits are that they're kind, compassionate and forgiving, yeah. which, you know, Christ is as well. And yeah. so mm -hmm. that yes. is a good target for your yeah. kids to become. And so like, how do we model that for our kids and how do we do things that help them to become that way? Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, we wanted to become a foster family because we wanted our three kids at the time to be that. Yeah. We wanted them to be kind and compassionate. There are, you know, kids in Africa who don't have mm -hmm. food and who need help, but mm -hmm. there are kids in Arizona, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, right, uh, right near us who also need help. And mm -hmm. so yes. for us, that's why we got involved yeah. in foster care and why we continue to have our podcast to, mm -hmm. you know, s spread the news that man, people need help. Mm -hmm. and. And we don't have to be doctors or particularly rich in mm -hmm. order to help them. Yeah. But yeah. do we have the heart to, to want to yeah. support people and yeah. help them? Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. So that's a great, great segue right into mm -hmm. that. It's just about your podcast, you know, and, and you already shared a little bit. But, you know, why did you start it? And then and tell us a little bit about that. But also tell us about, you know, how your life has changed because you started this podcast. You started a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, it's been about three years mm -hmm. now, and this was Jihei's vision. And even when she first started talking about it, I was like, ah, I don't think anybody will really <laughs> want to listen to us. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then we, it, was, it was on her heart, and we knew that it was something we were, we were going to do mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. some level. And, and so we just started. The, the vision behind starting was to uh, advocate for foster care mm -hmm. and and to share people's experiences. It's mm -hmm. not just, it wasn't just about Jihei and I and mm -hmm. our experience, right. but we wanted to hear uh, from all different aspects regarding foster care, adoption, parenting in general, mm -hmm. yes. and and let people tell their stories. So we've, we've through that podcast, we've been able to have uh, some incredible guests come mm -hmm. on and former foster youth uh, mm -hmm. that have... Uh, aged out and, and just blossomed into beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the other misconceptions that we always want to get out there mm -hmm. is 
people look at foster care and, and specifically kids in foster care and think, oh, these are bad, bad kids. And they're not mm-hmm. the, the kids. And, and I've, I had that to a degree myself yeah. coming into foster care, I understand but, that. but these kids are, uh, fantastic. And a lot of them come from places where they, they had unmet needs mm-hmm. and because of that, they may have some behaviors mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But that perspective change has helped us a ton. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a real driving force behind the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's been great. We've made some incredible connections. It started off, you know, just very small. Yep. Some of our friends listened to it. Mm-hmm. And then now, <laughs> now we are constantly getting contacted for, from people around the world, yeah. which has been so cool. Like not, <laughs> don't get me wrong. We're not like famous, but no, definitely not um, famous, <laughs> but it's just it's this. And really going into it, we said we, w- we wanted to do this if we could help reach one person mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I guess alter one story. Yeah. And, and so we've mm-hmm. been able to hear some of those stories from, from different listeners mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's been great, and you've made a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, Jihei is really the uh, the hands and feet behind it. Yeah, you're sweet. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the power of proximity is something mm-hmm. we talk about a lot, and just it's easy to be afraid of what we don't know. I think we see that in so many areas. I mean, racism, you're afraid of people that you don't know. You've heard stories about them, and maybe you grew up with these biases, mm-hmm. but once you get to know people, who are that stereotype or that race or that whatever fear that you have, suddenly you have a face Mm -hmm. and a name and and a heart that you are able to connect with. And you're like, oh man, why did I think those things? Mm -hmm. And so foster care is definitely a huge Mm -hmm. one that you, again, like Chris was saying, oh, those are bad kids. They're Mm -hmm. they're foster kids because they're bad. Um, That obviously couldn't be farther from the Mm -hmm. truth. I mean, they have parents who have, I would say even the misconception that foster or people who lose their kids to foster care are bad people. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are certainly bad people. However, so many of those families who lose their kids to the system, I mean, they are a couple of bad choices away from having, you know, right. From having been maybe a better story, Mm -hmm. you know, and they made these bad choices and they are where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so still, again, having that compassion for these people and saying, how can I get involved and to help these people? Mm -hmm. And so I'm thankful that our podcast has been able to, uh, some people have said like, put more flesh on foster care. And when you hear that, man, these kids who have, who grew up in foster care, who, you know, were damaged goods and easy to write off as like, oh, Mm -hmm. you're gonna go to jail. You're Mm -hmm. gonna be a menace to society. But I would say like our friend, Wendy, she lives in New York, she's a, a fashion blogger. I mean, she was abused and she was in foster care and she aged out and she has over a million followers on Instagram and she's this very successful businesswoman and she just tells this great story of her life. It's not mm-hmm. something, you know, right. that I wish I could have been. It's I am this and I worked hard and yeah, I didn't have the support that I wish I had from my family, but I had a couple of adults intervene in my Mm -hmm. life who cared about Mm -hmm. me and who helped guide me. And can we be those adults for some of these kids, these vulnerable kids who need uh, more support? Another thing we talk about for sure is adoption and adoption Mm -hmm. isn't 
this beautiful, like easy story where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I rescued this child, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think it's easy for all of us to yeah. just always want to rescue everyone and be yeah. the hero, but we're not heroes here. And that's, you know, when you want to be the hero, I think is when you mm-hmm. nosedive very quickly into yes. failure. Yeah. And great. so um, <laughs> being able to advocate for people who've been adopted and yeah. adoption journeys, and again, like having open adoptions and trying mm-hmm. to make sure that the adoptive child is supported and not just us as the adoptive parents who rescued them. Like Mm -hmm. that is not the story that we're trying to tell and to kind of turn that adoption story uh, around because I do think so often in society, we do glamorize the adoptive parents Mm -hmm. and look at what the adoptive parents have done. But I think something I've learned on this journey too is that there are so many stories and not all stories are the same, mm-hmm. but all each story has value. And so it's easy to dismiss like, oh, I know these really well-adjusted foster kids. I know these really adjusted, well-adjusted adoptive kids. And so then when you see an adopted child who is even as an adult angry and mm-hmm. mad at their adoptive families and mad at their bio families, mm-hmm. their story still has value yeah. and we wanna hear yes. it and, yes. and give them a place to be able to vent about why they're angry and hear that story and how can we change that and how can we you know support our kids so that they aren't that way right mm-hmm. and so um just recognizing that every situation especially in foster care and adoption is so layered mm-hmm. and so complex mm-hmm. and yes sometimes hard and yes sometimes scary but not without joy and without victories and without um you know reason to, to be involved in those stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you're kind of like, uh, your your voices are, are heard by people who maybe are unfamiliar with foster care right. adoption. Mm-hmm. And so they get a glimpse of what it really is like, mm-hmm. and then they feel comfortable. Exactly. I've heard that story so many times, like when somebody shares about how they, uh, somebody in their Sunday school class mm-hmm. is a, was a foster parent, but yep. they didn't know it. And then they start talking about it. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh wow! Mm-hmm. You know, and they realize maybe I can do this. Yes. Yeah. You know, so that I think that's cool that you guys yeah. are able to to basically just uh, demythicize, you know, mm-hmm. the things that that people think about foster yeah. care and adoption. Yeah, and I think you know something that Chris and I always try to drive home is like we're not even good people. We're not like <laughs> we're not special. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's I don't good. even like yeah. toddlers. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we don't have degrees <laughs> yeah. in childcare. Like mm-hmm. right, I right. think it's easy to think, man, yeah. I should be yeah. a psychologist. I should be XYZ mm-hmm. in order to help these kids. Right. Like man, we are beyond regular. I yeah. mean, again, I have a cribbage board in my purse. Like yeah. there's nothing special <laughs> yeah. about us, but like we have at least that desire. Like yeah. what can we do to help people mm-hmm. yeah and so just starting from there and not mm-hmm. thinking overthinking oh yeah. i have to be this or i even have to have a big home i would say our house is very regular sized mm-hmm. for the number of humans we have living yeah, in there that's true and so just recognizing you know if you're a single adult and you're like man i've always wanted to be a parent but i'm single guess what you still can be and there's yeah, like such a right. valuable role you can play yeah. as a single adult yeah. who um can to can make a difference in like really specific kids' lives who maybe really need a single dad mm-hmm. or who really need a single mom and to be in a home maybe where there aren't any other kids. Yeah. And for us, I think the kids that we have thrive in an environment where there are a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And so ah. there are so many different scenarios and different stories. And just, if you feel that pull in your heart that man, maybe I can do this thing, but I thought I needed mm-hmm. these things in place. like 
for the most part, you usually don't need those yeah. extra things. Yeah, like you say, you can do it. That, right. Your mm-hmm. message is, is for people listening today is like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting too, I, I took note of what you said earlier where you said, you know what, um, it's not gonna be available, we're not gonna have, be able to have dinner together because of our schedules. Well, let's do breakfast together. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not like you just stop. You're just like, oh yeah. well, you know, I can't do it. Uh, you you actually find a way to do it. And yeah. I, I thought that was cool, too, that yeah. you guys said earlier. Uh, well, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, but I want to talk a little bit about, like, because what happened with your podcast is that it opened probably, op- I'm su- assuming it opened a lot more uh, influence that you had mm-hmm. that you probably never thought you had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you probably have people coming up to you a lot and just, you know, tell me about this. I'm having this mm-hmm. problem and mm-hmm. I'm having that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, what is the kind of the, the, when you boil it down to a couple of things, what, what are some of the things that you find that you, you are able to help people with? Um, the challenges that they're facing as a foster or adoptive parent that they can maybe keep coming back to. Does I, that make I, sense? Yeah, I would say a lot, of, especially where we're at at this point in the podcast where we have so many episodes that yeah. I think hit on most things. It's it's that what you said earlier, Scott, the, the feeling of, hey, we're not alone mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come in just not knowing and 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 so being able to answer some of those questions and uh, with whatever they're facing I'd say that the top questions uh, or the top issues we see are um, probably the uh, uh, the community piece is is probably the biggest one would mm-hmm. you agree mm-hmm. with people just just feeling yeah. isolated right and, for sure and and there are stories out there too and we've heard stories where it you're by fostering there's going to be you know some burnt bridges and maybe some friendships that won't be as strong uh or you know friends will will be uh will back off Mm -hmm. i've heard stories of family backing and that's the reality of it it. it's not it's not yeah it's just and reality of it and and we also hear a lot of stories or a lot of people that will will uh They'll say, I don't want to do this because of, mm-hmm. and we hear okay. that a lot. Hear we hear yeah. that a lot. And usually it's it's things, the the one we hear the most is because I'd be too afraid to say, or I couldn't say goodbye. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'd be afraid I, I would fall, or well, I'd be, I would say, be too attached. Oh, yeah. I could never do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you guys exactly get that right. every day. It's All like, the time. Oh, I could never do that. And, and, yeah, and we so, have an episode about that actually. We do. And, <laughs> and uh, to those people, I always... Uh, say in a loving way, (laughs) in a very loving way, I'm like, Hey, you know, one, when you say, Oh, I could never do that. I would be too attached. I'm like, so wait, are we not attached? Like, are we, are we dead inside? What's wrong with us? What about Um, the people that do it? (laughs) Yeah. But, but two, it's, it's the, it's the mindset, Mm -hmm. uh, of it Mm -hmm. and, and having that positive mindset on things where, where you can say, okay, this might be tough. This might be a difficult thing we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Bringing uh, a child in, there is a very strong possibility that we're going to grow some attachment. That's good. That's what the kids need. And, and so we're going to have that possibility. Um, our goal and our goal, even as now an adoptive family of four mm-hmm. uh, on top of our three bio kids, our goal right. ha- for each placement was reunification. For sure. That, that was right. our goal going mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And, and even our family goal, we weren't when, you know, on day one of getting a placement, we weren't saying, Hey, let's sabotage this case plan so we can uh, yeah. adopt these kids. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not our goal, but there's a chance that our placements are going to be reunified and, and, 
we've only had one placement that um, was reunified that we haven't had continued contact with right. mm-hmm. or, or had that possibility of continued mm-hmm. contact with. And so, uh, so that part, having that mindset of, yeah, this, this might be tough and it might be, you might have to say goodbye, mm-hmm. but are you going to go through life and say, Hey, I'm not going to be friends with this person because they might move out of state at some point right. and then we can't be close friends anymore. Right. Or are you going to value that time that you have mm-hmm. with that friend and then, and then go from there? Yeah. I mean, I think Chris has prepared me so much for foster care and just the life choices that he's made. So when we were dating, he was working in Iraq Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like in 2004 when it was a hard time to be an American in Iraq and, uh, and now he's a police officer. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, just all Mm -hmm. of these choices caused me to one really lean on my faith Mm -hmm. and say, Jesus, please protect this beautiful man. Um, But like we're in control of nothing. And another, I think, great thing that Chris has taught me because of his work in the police um, department is like he'll arrest prostitutes Mm. back in the day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he'll sit down and talk to them. And sometimes they'll say, yeah, I'm a former foster child and this is how I put myself through school. And that is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But then he's also arrested girls who are like, yeah, my parents were Christians and I just chose not to walk that way. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, like. Everyone has the ability to make their own choices. And I think for us, like it would be easy to want to control our kids and say, Mm -hmm. you will be a doctor, Mm -hmm. you will be successful, (laughs) you will be wealthy, you will help pay for our retirement. Like X, Y, Z, we have these expectations and these hopes, but man, especially getting involved in foster care and adoption via the choices that Chris has made and the people that he's met and definitely people that I've met as well, we're actually in control of nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's important in foster mm-hmm. care and adoption. We're not in control of the kids who come into our home. We're not in control of the kids that we've birthed. Mm-hmm. We're not in control of the birth parents of the children who we're caring for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, what are you called to do today? Yeah. You yeah. know, and can you care and can you be kind and can you be compassionate and teach these kids to be the same way and to be forgiving? And like, what will that look like? What will the ripple effect mm-hmm. be yeah. long-term from those things? Mm-hmm. And so that is definitely something that we want to you know, spread via our podcast, just a message of hope and mm-hmm. positivity. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I am thankful for our podcast because, yeah. um, you know, you're saying that what influence have we been able to have? Like, I think we have a lot of the same conversations when people are like, oh, you foster? Like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, listen to episode 23. <laughs> because we'll Good. just say, oh, gotcha. this is how you get licensed. We have yeah. an episode for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't not like having conversations with yeah. people. I love connecting with them. Um, but I'm thankful that we've created resources for people yeah. who have the exact same question as mm-hmm. 13 other people who've already asked us. Exactly. And that we can say, man, we want to do this thing. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I wanted to be finished with foster care at some point, mm-hmm. just so that maybe we could take a break. Mm-hmm. And right. I wouldn't be surprised if we opened our license again one day, mm-hmm. probably far <laughs> in the future. But yeah. when we were fostering, I was like, at what point will I actually feel comfortable stopping? Yeah. And in my heart, mm-hmm. I was like, when more people are fostering. Yeah. And I think we right. did have a really great interview with Jason Johnson. He wrote mm-hmm. Reframing Foster Care. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. that's such a great book. Yes. Um, And he said, you know, we don't need more foster families faster. We need the right families fostering for longer. And so I'm thankful for that message of like, I'm not, we're not telling everyone to go out and foster Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. and, and do it. And even if you don't feel called to do it, Mm -hmm. um, 
but supporting people who are already fostering and helping them to do it successfully and for as long as they're called to do mm-hmm. it. But something that has been very cool for, about our podcast is that we have had several friends who I don't know that they necessarily were in a place where they were like, Oh, definitely one day I'm going to foster. But for them to say, man, we listen to your podcast just because you have parenting episodes or Mm -hmm. you have marriage episodes. Right. And man, because you share like these stories and you shared that person's story, man, I do feel like this is something that we can do, or this is something that we, uh, we have chosen to like support this family. Like we're almost fostering a foster family Mm -hmm. and supporting them so that they can continue on their journey. I just think that has been like a, a very blessing, like a big blessing that we didn't really expect to, to see happen. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. And also I was going to say about that too, is that sometimes people, when they hear your podcast and, or they say, I can't do it, or maybe they're struggling. Sometimes they're, they're afraid that they're not going to be able to handle maybe some of the behaviors mm-hmm. that the children have. Yeah. And what your message is, is that it's not about you. You're not in control. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, you need to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. and give it to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, cause there's also sometimes people that are afraid of some of the some of the, the, the things that they are going to encounter yeah. as being a foster parent. There's sure. so many facets to that, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's excellent. Oh, well, thank you so much. And then we also talked about engagement. You know, people need to get engaged uh, in their local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, They need to be able to uh, become, if you can't become a foster parent, you can be an advocate for mm-hmm. foster mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. and you can do so many things, uh, mentoring or yeah. like, uh, just like you say, supplying uh, things that people need that yep. are foster parents. Mm-hmm. So if you can't become a foster parent, there's things you can do. Absolutely. And I think that's a good message too. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah. I, I think we, we covered a, a little bit yeah. of what we could talk about. I know, in I foster know. care adoption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. And, and we have some resources that we offer on, we're starting some new uh, online courses, mm-hmm. on-demand courses mm-hmm. that we're going to be uh, adding topics to every day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe Very we'll have cool. you guys help us sometime with one of those. That'd be great. But, sure. uh, I'd love to. But anyway, okay. Well, thanks again. For, awesome. For thanks coming. for having us. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Family Care Learning Podcast. If you found this content helpful or encouraging, please click that subscribe button and give us a review or share this with other families that might enjoy this type of content. Just a reminder, we have the full video of this podcast on our YouTube channel. And if you're a foster parent that needs continuing education credits, you can check us out at familycarelearning.org, where we have an entire catalog of foster care training courses. Family Care Learning is made possible by the donations from listeners like you. If you wish to support the work we do in strengthening families, feel free to make a tax-deductible donation at familycarelearning.org. Thank you.